Welcome to the Love Her Wild podcast. I'm your host, Brooke Carver, and I'm here to talk to you about all things spiritual, manifestation, happily ever after, and creating a life that you love, because I promise you can. Happy Monday, everybody. Today, we're going to talk about fear. Fear is a common theme that has been coming up in my one-on-one calls, in the Woo Woman's Alumni Club. It's everywhere right now in the collective, and so I figure if my clients are struggling with it, you probably are too. One thing that I was talking to them about this week is how sometimes no amount of healing or meditating or journaling is going to make the fear disappear. It just allows you to do it anyway, to do it scared. And one of my clients asked a really good question. She said, Brooke, so you say to heal and to be in this higher vibration. And when you're manifesting something, you're in a position where you're like, you know, what's coming to you and you're excited for it. And you're, you're thinking, yes, I deserve this. That's the level of healed you're aiming to be. But what if the fear is telling you the opposite of all of those things? What if the fear is telling you you're not good enough and that you're going to fail? Is doing it anyway just you pushing something in a lower vibration? Should you wait until you're in the higher vibration? That's a really good question. And so my answer to her was this. First of all, the fear, it doesn't go away. I'm I'm afraid all the time. I am doing things constantly afraid. And it starts to feel a lot less like debilitating fear and a lot more like this passenger in my vehicle that I acknowledge and say, okay, I see you, I hear you, you're wrong. And I'm driving the car and we're going this way. Now, are there times that you need to listen to your fear? Yes, that's when you're calling your intuition fear. (laughs) Intuition and fear are two different things, right? So if you're intuitively feeling unsafe about something or feeling red flags in a situation, etc., that's your intuition talking. And fear, like true fear, like life or death fear, that is what the emotion of fear was originally for. Like when we were hunter-gatherers living in caves, the fear emotion was to keep us safe from predators who were going to come in and eat all of us in a cave, right? Now, the things that we're afraid of aren't really going to hurt us. Our lives aren't at stake most of the time, right? And so what we have to learn to do is mitigate that fear, understand where it's coming from, and move. So going back to the question that my client had for me, I told her that moving with fear from a healed place And moving with fear from an unhealed place look two different ways. And the way that I'm hoping that they move with fear is coming from the healed place. So let me give you two two scenarios. You want to, God, I don't know, go to the store and buy donuts. Okay, we're going to use like a non-example here. You're going to go to the store and buy donuts. And your fear goes, oh my God. You can't, you can't afford donuts. What if, what if you can't even get there? What if you don't remember how to get to the store? What if you get there and the donuts are gone, right? Moving from a healed place goes, okay, I feel that. I see that. I'm scared. But guess what? I believe 
that I'm going to go to the store and buy these donuts. And if that store doesn't have the donuts, I'm going to go to another store. And either way, I'm going to be okay. And if at the end of the day, those stores don't have donuts, I'll go buy bagels. And I'm going to be okay. Notice from all of the healing you've done, the base emotion is I'm going to be okay. No matter what, I'm going to be okay. And everything is happening for my highest and best good. And so if I show up to the donut shop and they're closed, there's a reason for that. And I move on to the next thing. It's not because I'm doomed. It's not because I'm destined to never have a donut again in my life. It means that maybe I was meant to go to this other donut shop because the person who's ringing me up needed a bright face and a smile that day. And something I said to them started a series of events in their lives to change your life. We don't know, right? Now, coming at this scenario from an unhealed place would look like this. I'm going to go to the donut store and get donuts. Well, what if you get there and there are no donuts? What if you don't have the money for the donuts? What if this is your last $5 of your entire life and you don't make enough money this week to pay for the donuts that you bought? What if you get a flat tire on the way there? What if they're closed? What if they don't give you donuts? What if, all the what ifs, right? And your unhealed response to that fear would be, yeah, you're right. I, nothing ever works out for me. I'm sure they're going to be closed. They're absolutely going to be closed. And then I'll have spent all of this time and all of this gas money to get to this place that was closed anyway. And of course, they're never going to have my favorite flavor of donut because they never do. Moving from that place is moving from a place of self-fulfilling prophecy. And you are looking at the fear confirming it and moving versus looking at the fear and going no I don't believe that I believe I was given my dreams for a reason and if this fails it was for my highest and best good there was a reason for it and I'm going to keep going because I know I was given my dreams for a reason I know that my end point looks like this and how I get there well that's the journey that's the two different ways to handle fear now Another thing that's been coming up in this fear thought process is the analysis paralysis or the not being able to move at all because of, well, I was taught to make a list. I was taught to wait till the perfect thing came along. And if it's not exactly perfect, then I'm not doing it. So I'm just going to sit here forever waiting for the very perfect thing. And whether you're looking for a house, a job, a partner, let me make something very clear. There is no such thing as a perfect anything. A perfect person, a perfect partner, a perfect house, a perfect job. Nothing in this world is perfect. Inherently, all of us are flawed. So when I am saying, make a list, expect the universe to deliver these things... Yes, absolutely. Expect the universe to deliver these things and expect the universe to deliver your non-negotiables, but also expect that thing to have flaws because it's on this earth, so it will. And the question you're asking yourself are, are these flaws something I can live with? When I bought my house and was talking to my real estate agent, he said, Brooke, I need you to make me a list, which was funny, right? Because... I'm the queen of lists. And he goes, I want you to tell me all of the things that you want in a house. And I want you to split it into two categories, the non-negotiables and that it would be nice, which is truly what I teach you to do with a partner, right? And he goes, I'm not even going to show you houses that don't have everything on your non-negotiable list. I'm not, you're not even going to see them. Okay. So every single house I send you is going to have everything you want on your non-negotiable list. 
but it's going to be a sliding scale of what is on the it would be nice list. And this is something that I teach you with a partner, right? You have to have all your non-negotiables. Universe, don't even show me someone that doesn't have all the non-negotiables. I don't even want to see it. I don't want it even to cross my path on hinge, right? And then the, is this a soulmate connection? Yes. Now we qualify the lead. The qualifying the lead part is how much of the it would be nice section of the list do you have? Hopefully you're hitting a 90% or higher, which is possible. But you also have to understand, even if this person has 90% of the things on your list, all of the non-negotiables, they are an imperfect person. They will trigger you at some point. They will make you angry and you will fight at some point, right? If you're buying a house, you will find a house that has all the non-negotiables and so many of the things you wanted. And it's a house inherently imperfect and there will be things about it you don't like a job. Even me (laughs) creating my own job that is built upon my non-negotiables and all of the things in my list. There are positives and negatives to everything. There are positives and negatives to working for yourself. Hi, no healthcare, no paid vacation, (laughs) no security, no guaranteed paycheck, right? Like there are definitely things that make it hard, that make it imperfect. They're just not a part of my non-negotiable list. They aren't things that were overly important to me. And so I guess today is a twofold lesson. Lesson A. When in fear, sit back and listen to your inner dialogue. What is your inner dialogue saying? How can you recalibrate what you're thinking? How can you go to your journal, turn on some hertz frequencies, write down your fears, and then talk through them. Reframe those fears. Talk to yourself from a logical place, from a place that you know deep down, the universe, God, source power, your guides, whatever you believe in, they have your best interest in mind. They are leading you down the course that you are meant to be led down. And if you are keeping your eyes open to the signs, you're going to follow them and you're going to get to your destination faster. You're not going to get to your destination at all if you don't move. So if you're feeling completely down in the dumps, if you're feeling like, yep, I'm going to fail because I always do. This isn't going to work. This surely won't work. No one's going to accept my offer for that house because I don't have enough money and I never get my offers accepted. So it's never going to happen. If you start feeling like that, go back to the basics. Go back to the things that we've talked about over and over again in all of my content, all of my podcasts, all of my programs. Start there. What makes you feel better? What makes you feel aligned? What makes you feel confident? What makes you feel closest to your highest level self? And what does she have to say? I would venture to guess that she says, you've got this. We've got this. And if this isn't the right thing, if this falls through, it's because I've got something better in store for you. People see the fact that I bought my house and think, oh my gosh, that's awesome. What they don't see is that four offers I put in on other homes got denied. Homes that I had already built in my mind as my favorite dream house. I had already planned my entire life around the neighborhood. Everything. Started an Amazon card of all the furniture I was going to buy. I put all my eggs in every single one of those houses' baskets each and every time and had my heart broken each and every time. 
And of course, looking back, I ended up in the best house for me out of all of them. It couldn't have been a better choice. And it was in a part of town that I wasn't even looking in. I had completely closed myself off to that neighborhood. And in a last ditch effort, I opened up my search and I found it and it's perfect. And now, years later, I'm so grateful that that house is where it is. I was moving in alignment. I was following, falling through open doors and stumbling along the way. Except once you get to a certain point in your healing journey, you stop looking at it as failing and you start looking at it as redirection. Those people not accepting my offer wasn't a failure. It was a redirect. It was a, okay, you're getting closer, Brooke, but you're not quite there yet. You're not looking at the right part of town. Keep going. Keep going. Don't give up. It's not a fail. It's not saying, oh, I guess I just shouldn't buy a house. I'm not meant to buy a house. No. Redirect. Keep going. And then, the final point. Are you in this place of waiting? Are you in this standstill? Because you still haven't found the right thing yet? Or because you're turning down everything out of fear. Putting whatever it is that you want up on a pedestal that's so high that nothing could possibly attain it because it's safer that way. It's safer to say, I want a house that looks just like this. And if it's not blue and doesn't have a red door and doesn't have exactly this many bathrooms with white subway tile, I'm not buying it. Not doing it. And when that house doesn't come up over and over again, you keep telling yourself, well, it's because it wasn't meant to be. But what if instead you looked for a house with good bones, with the right amount of square footage and bedrooms and bathrooms, and you thought to yourself, okay, I can paint a house blue. If it's not blue, it's not a deal breaker. I just have to save enough on the purchase to have enough money left over to paint the house blue. Maybe you're job hunting. You're looking for the perfect dream job, and you find one, and it hits all your non-negotiables. Hell, you're hitting a 90% on your list, and yet maybe it's 10 minutes further of a drive than you would have loved to drive, and so you turn it down. Was that on your list? Does that 10 minutes actually matter? Or are you just afraid of failing at the new job, and so you turn it down over nothing? This is when the basics become so important. Centering yourself, doing your morning meditation mantra, for those of you that are in the meditation manifesto, you know what I mean. Doing those things, getting yourself aligned with your highest level self and being able to ask yourself, am I making this decision out of fear or intuition? Am I afraid to say yes to this thing or does it just not feel quite right? Am I afraid to buy a house because I'm afraid that I can't do it alone? Or I didn't want to do it alone. I wanted to be with a partner already. And so I keep turning everything down because at the core of it, I just didn't want to do it alone in the first place. Or is it just not the right house? These aren't questions that I can answer for you. But they become way easier for you to answer yourself once you start these practices, once you have a daily journaling practice and a meditation practice, once you become in tune with yourself and you can look at what you're doing objectively and say, okay, this is where I'm effing up. This is where I'm acting out of fear. And this is where I'm making excuses for this guy because I think he's really hot, but he's clearly not the one. 
You feel me? If you feel paralyzed by fear, go write a journal entry to those fearful thoughts because they're not you. They didn't come from you. And it might not feel second nature at first to look at the fear in the eye and go, okay, I hear you, but I'm driving the car. And if for some reason we get there and it wasn't what I thought, we'll just get back in the car and keep driving. Because I know that my destination is in this direction. This might be a stepping stone. This might be a three-night detour in a hotel before the final destination. And that's okay because I'm going in the right direction. And this decision, it's not a tattoo. Unless, of course, it is. (laughs) Have a good week. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of the Love Her Wild podcast. If today resonated with you in any way, shoot me a comment and tell me how you feel. I'd love to help if I can. And if you think that this would resonate with any of your friends, share away because I'm trying to reach as many of you as I possibly can. Go make your life great.